Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I'm joined this afternoon with my good friend, Bob Carlton of High Point Send. Good to have you, Bob. It's great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to spending some good quality time together today. Yes, this is amazing. Not often do we have a guest coming in from the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. Bob is a pastor of pastors. He leads a network that pours into a lot of high-capacity pastors around the country, and Doxa Church is in the High Point Send Network, and we're very thankful for that. And Bob is here. He's going to be preaching tomorrow morning at our church, and I thought I would take this opportunity. Like, not often do we have a guy like Bob here on campus. I just asked him, hey, would you mind jumping on our podcast? I would love to interview you. And I asked him, what are you passionate about? Knowing he has a lot of different passions, a lot of different areas of expertise. And he just said, hey, look, I love movements of people. I love pipelines and ecosystems. And I said, you know what? I know you're used to talking to pastors about this, but this would be a really great thing just to bring into our audience. And I explained, look, it's just mostly our people in our church, a few other people. We're thankful for all the listeners that we have. But this is something really that fits with whatever phase of life you're in. This is the kind of information that is very practical and helpful to all of us. So, yeah, I just want to hand it over to you, Bob, and just enrich us with some of your wisdom. <laughs> nice. No pressure. So, yeah, one, thanks so much for having me. It's just a great honor to be here in your city, in your hood, in your building. Just thanks for having me. We love you guys. We love Doxa Church. We love being here. And this is actually my second time. I've never gotten to preach here before, so I'm super excited. As David said, I'm the executive director of a global network. And so we say we're Mm -hmm. a diverse family of gospel-centered churches that are catalyzing church growth and church multiplication around the world. And so I get Mm -hmm. to spend the best hours of my day with some amazing pastors and leaders around the world. Yeah. And in a lot of those conversations, I get to hear some of the things that they're wrestling with as well as what their people are wrestling with. What Mm -hmm. are some of the common pinch points that these churches or even networks of churches are experiencing. Yeah. And almost every single pastor that I talk to in our network um, explains to me in some capacity that they have a people problem. And mm. it's not like a people personality problem. It's literally like lack of people. They yeah. they have these amazing visions, and uh, you know God has called them to do some really incredible work. Yeah. Uh, but they find themselves in a in a uh, the right word is a dearth of sure. of qualified people that are called and committed to help the church live out its calling. Yeah, you know, we've talked about this even recently at our church. We had the Uvalde shooting situation happen a few weeks ago. Your heart breaks for that, first of all, for all the victims and everything. But even as a church, like we want to do more to pour into young men. And this is a topic that came up. I had a few conversations with people like, let's do more. And and you, of course, we want to do more. 
but you can only do as much as you can as the local church with the people you have too at the the end of the day. And it it really comes down to the more people in your church that are walking with Jesus Christ and have that extra capacity to pour into someone else, the more you can do as a church. Because it's really easy just to point the finger like, oh, where's the church at? The church should be doing more. (laughs) Or this local organization over here needs to do more. But it's like, hey, at the end of the day, we're all trying to just do what we can with, with the time we have and there's only so much any one person can do. Yeah. You see that a lot. Yeah. So this is really at the heart of all of that, sure. just raising up more leaders. Yeah. Uh, of course, in the church, which is your primary expertise, but really this goes hand in hand with, with any business you're operating. Yeah. You know, you, you said time, and I recognize that the people that are listening to this, we all we only have so much time and most of us like we have day jobs and Mm -hmm. and we're volunteering and we're serving and there's there's all these things that need to be done and that's the that's the people problem it's often in the church there's there's so many things that need to be done and there are just not enough people Mm -hmm. again it's not that there aren't people that want to it's often people that don't have the capacity of time Mm-hmm. Or simply just not enough numbers of people, and yeah. so um, businesses, you know, organizations in the real world understand this, and so yeah. you know, almost every organization in the country and around the world has some sort of pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. McDonald's has a pipeline. You 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 know, you get a job at McDonald's, and you first you learn how to make French fries, right? Yeah. You learn <laughs> how to how to flip burgers, right? And and eventually. Uh, if they see some leadership capacity in you, they're like, okay, well, we're going to train you up and make you a a kitchen manager. And then Mm -hmm. maybe they realize, okay, well, you've got more capacity. And so we're going to make you a shift manager. And then maybe you're an assistant manager or assistant to the manager, depending (laughs) on which TV show you watch, right? (laughs) Right. Or or then a general manager. And so, you know, a a pipeline in any organization is basically an intentional process where people go from learning to lead themselves, mm-hmm. to leading others, mm. to leading leaders, to leading teams, to leading departments, yeah. and you know maybe it's running a whole organization or running a whole church. Sure. Um, the problem is, is in most churches, there's not a pipeline set up like that. It's it's like, oh, you know, you you have a pulse. Great, you're hired, right? You, <laughs> right. you, you want to volunteer, right? Um, but you know, there's, there is, there's a better way. Like there is, there is some intentionality that, and there are a lot of churches that are learning from the business world to say, you know what, we really should mm-hmm. have a way where we're raising up leaders, mm-hmm. so it's not just the staff that is doing the ministry of the church it's it's like all of us like yeah. we're all in this together some of us our day job is at the church and some of our day job is yeah at McDonald's yeah i think that's really interesting too that you mentioned it's true a lot of times successful businessmen they offer this and they show the church hey look this is a great way to do it it's almost like they miss the fact that what we're really talking about here is just biblical principles that you take those from the Word of God and you apply those in your business, you're yeah. going to be successful. So really, the business world has borrowed that from the church, and we've kind of gotten so off track, it's almost like now the other way around where, oh, the church take this from the business world, and really, no, sure. they're they're just looking at this as God's truth, and this is the way He has wired us to operate the yeah. best and be successful. 
Yeah, not everybody is called to lead, so not everybody should be in leadership development, but Mm -hmm. everybody is called to be discipled, right? Mm -hmm. And so really, it's a discipleship issue. Yeah. Um, Everybody who is experiencing leadership development should also be experiencing discipleship, but not everybody who's being discipled is being developed as a leader. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Not yeah. not everybody in the church is called to be a leader, right. right? But everybody is called to be more like Christ. So we should be discipling and yeah. being discipled. Amen. But for some of us that are called into positions of leadership, not just leading self, but leading anyone else in any capacity, mm-hmm. um, what better opportunity for discipleship? So one of the things that We've experienced this in big ways over the last couple of years. When I think of like what it's going to take to see our churches apply the gospel, like the gospel spreading like wildfire through a community. One, I believe it's actually possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just things that we saw happen in the Bible, but there are other parts of the world where we see these great movements of the gospel, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a virus, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a horrible example, <laughs> right. but, but it's actually a great example. You think you know how fast a virus spreads, and yeah. you you may or may not be aware of this, but there's been this virus in our country oh. for the, for the last couple of years or so. Really, you, you, really, there's yeah. been something going yeah, around. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> but wow. uh, but there was actually hey before hey, you're in South Carolina by the way too. It that, oh, oh it yeah, doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, here. it doesn't it, exist oh, here. Only in Chicago, <laughs> right? Right. So with a virus. I'm actually thinking now there was another virus Mm. that affected the world even in bigger ways than COVID did. You you may be aware of it. Uh, It was before your time, but this virus affected millions of Europeans, millions, not hundreds of thousands, but millions of Europeans. Uh, It took over 150 years to get a handle on. It's the reason that we have the Center for Disease Control. Mm. It's the reason that we have the World Health Organization, regardless of how you feel about that. This virus was actually the reason those things were invented. Any idea what that virus was? It's got to be the bubonic plague. It is the plague. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Bonus points, right? Okay, so since we're playing trivia, do you know how that plague... Yeah, that virus. Do you know how it was okay. spread? Okay, okay. I thankfully I have a son who's in school right now, so he's he's in history class. I what think grade? I remember this. Well, he's in fourth grade. He's, he's in fourth going fourth grade. grade. So he probably knows. But I this. I remember, I remember talking about this too. I think it was like the rats got into the the food supply, yes. like something. There was like some docks or sh- some shipping docks, and they got That's into it. where the yep. food was. Yeah. Yeah. So yes and no. So you get point five points <laughs> right, for this. So okay. It, okay. I'll it, take that. The rats were actually the delivery system, but it was oh. the fleas oh. that were on the rats that spread the disease. Yeah. It was actually the wow. fleas carried the virus. Okay. Yeah. And the rats carried the fleas, right? Yeah. But from that, literally, we have this virus. And so for those of you that are listening, I want you to, I want you to hear this part. You can. <laughs> we gross skip, out a few people. Yes, yeah. Skip, yeah. Skip all the rest. But <laughs> if you if you want to see a movement, right? Right. If you want to see that wildfire virus spreading kind of passionate movement, right? Mm-hmm. You need rats. Okay. Okay. So here's yeah. what I mean by that: rats. R A T S. Yeah. Okay. This is basic leadership development 101. Anytime you need to 
grow or multiply something in an organization mm-hmm. that regards to people, right? Mm-hmm. You need rats recruiting, assessing, training, and sending. So you hmm. want you want a movement, you need rats. Just remember that. <laughs> I, if I need 10 more life group leaders, I need 20 more volunteers for this summer kids camp, whatever. Yeah. like yeah. I need to recruit people. Right. Yeah. We we know what that is. Right. Yeah. But we don't just recruit anybody. We want to make sure that we actually recruit the right people. So we assess them. We make sure, hey, these people have the right giftings. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to recruit people to your hospitality team, you probably want to make sure they actually like people. You know, <laughs> do they like to smile? It's important. Do they know what coffee is and how to make it? Right. Those are right. important things. Assess people. You know. Do you like kids? If the answer is no, then they should not be working in the children's ministry, right? So recruiting, assessing, training, right? Mm -hmm. So you might have the right person, but they might not have the competencies or, you know, know all the data that they need in order to do their role well. So recruit people, assess them, Mm -hmm. train them well, and then the hardest part is the actual empowering, the sending them, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you've found people and they're the right people and you've trained them up right, you should be able to send them. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So if you want a movement, you want to see multiplication, you need rats. Here's the problem. At some point in your church, depending on how many people you have, you run out of people. Here, we're back to the people problem. Sure. We're back to the people problem. So do you know how to get rid of rats? Oh, Get a, get those old fashioned rat traps, like okay. those old fashioned like put the cheese in there. They work better than the yeah. It's probably not what you're going for. Okay, that's the first thing no. that came to my mind. I thought you were going to say like the Pied Piper because that's <laughs> like the pictures from the plague is like this guy who played a flute and oh, attracted yeah. all the rats. And it's like oh. no, that doesn't work either. So rat traps, that's good. Yeah, poison, yeah, a, a Pied Piper or whatever. But I would say one of the most effective, and it actually plays into this, okay. is cats. There it's a natural go. predator, right? There you go. You want to get yeah. rid of rats, you need cats. I like this acronym okay. better already. Okay. Yeah. So again, if you if you don't remember anything from this podcast, remember, <laughs> if you want to see a movement, you need rats and now cats, because yep. eventually you run out of people to recruit from. The pool for recruiting mm-hmm. is dry, right? Yeah. Or is empty. Mm-hmm. Or what's left in the recruiting pond, in the fishing pond, you don't want, right? It's yeah. not they're, they're not the right people. They might yeah. be people. They might have a pulse, yeah. but they might not be the right people for those sure. roles. Sure. So what we actually need to do, and here's the C. So we were R-A-T-S, recruit, mm-hmm. assess, train, send. Yeah. We actually need to cultivate. That's the okay. C word, cultivate. Cultivate is basically we need to... We need to create an environment, right? We need to create a yeah. fertile environment where instead of recruiting people from the outside of the ministry, we're actually raising people from within. Mm-hmm. People who are in the, you know, the farming community, the agrarian, agrarian I'm saying that right, agrarian. Yeah, you got world. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like, I swear yeah. I went to school. <laughs> people from agrarian communities get this, right? Sure. Farm systems. If... You know, people who play baseball, sports, it's, oh, yeah. it's the same analogy. Like yeah. kids learn how to play ball and t-ball and 
there, you know, there's people in a higher level of sport that are already looking at and scouting those people. So sure. you want to get rid of rats, you eventually need to get to the place where you're actually cultivating leaders, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. that's discipling people, raising them up, taking them through an intentional process like a leadership pipeline. Yeah, um, That's huge. How do our churches mm -hmm. begin to look like greenhouses? Mm where we're raising up life group leaders. We're raising yeah. up uh, future pastors, right? right and right. and it doesn't start like when you're 30. It starts like in middle school. Yeah. How are our kids being raised up? Yeah. And, and how are they seeing that, hey, someday I'm going to have opportunities to step into roles of leadership? And do mm -hmm. they see that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, do, do are, we have the, do they have opportunities yeah. to do that? And yeah. are they, are, are they seeing, you know what? I, I'm, I'm the church planter of the future. I might actually be sent from this church. There you go. To plant a church. Yeah. So that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. I love that. So that's my love language. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good, Bob. Yeah. And I mean, those ecosystems that we create to cultivate people, I mean, that's really just getting down to loving people. Oh, yeah. Creating an environment where people are open, they can share what's really going on in their life. Uh, think of the love one another's in scripture. Those are the kind of things like you're never going to really be able to assess someone or really know someone, even let alone cultivate someone. If it's just a, hey, there you are on Sunday morning. Thanks for your tithe. Or, you know, you go out there and go get them. And, oh, you know, you're inconsistent. That's fine. Like there, there's you need that church family. Yeah. You, you need that atmosphere where you live life with with a Jesus community yeah. and, and these people are your people and you go through the good and the bad together. Mm. And it's like a tight knit family where sometimes you get rubbed the wrong way and in your family and you just have to work it out. Like all yeah. those things are necessary to really have what we're talking about yeah. where people are truly discipled yeah. for the mission that he's given us of the great commission for yeah. the glory and of God. And it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Always is. And it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that, Bob. Absolutely. That was really great, and I'm excited to hear more from you on Sunday. We're going to talk more on Sunday about doing this together. Love it. Love it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Take care.